0: Those who don't want to give you the time of day don't deserve it, because if they think if they think they know it all, we know as projectors, they don't.
1: <laughs> I love it. It's so true. and I do. I tell my projectors all the time, like, just sit in the like and bask yourself in the glory of "I know it all. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned with Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Your energy has unlimited potential. It is time you learn what yours is and to start living into your destiny of wealth. Let's get on with the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have my son Noah here. He is a 3 5 splenic projector, and I wanted to have him on the podcast not just to introduce you all to him, because he is becoming a very integral part of the Wealthy and Aligned brand, but also to give you an inside look at what being a aligned projector looks like. He has had his own journey um, and he's watched his mom from afar and now close, in close proximity to me all the time. And he's had his own journey coming into alignment for himself. And I thought it was very valuable to bring to all of you. Um, As far as his role in the business, he is basically, we're calling him marketing and acquisitions, but he's basically my projector consultant. He has always had a genius for business, entrepreneurship, and sales. And we just never knew before human design that this was going to be his gift to the world. And I'm lucky enough now to bring him on into the business. for help for all of my fractal lines. So, you get a little taste of him today. So, hello, Noah. Hello,
0: Mother. Thank you for having me on. This is fun.
1: I'm glad you're here, honey. I know probably what a year ago when I started this podcast, it may have, I don't know, what did it look like to you? <laughs>
0: I mean, it just looked like, uh, you know, something my mom was doing. You know, I wasn't very involved with you at the time, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit, but it was just something mom was doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of what I did all the time, just into everything. Typical MG, typical manifesting generator. Okay, so we have some questions from our fractal line and... When I say our fractal line, I mean, if I have a fractal line in a community and in clients that I talk to, they are in one way or another yours as well. Mm -hmm. So I have pulled my Facebook group. By the way, if you are not in my Facebook group, go get in my Facebook group, Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design. You can find the link in the show notes. You want to be in there to get the inside scoop of some of the stuff that's going on here at Wealthy and Aligned, the brand. But I pulled all my Fractal Line. and We have gotten questions from them. And I want to get to those in a minute. So what I want to do is I want you to basically tell everyone who doesn't know you like I know you a little more about your journey, a little more about you discovering Human design, what it means to be a projector, and really your understanding of how to use the projector energy so far.
0: Yeah. um, It was quite fast, the turnaround. Um, You know, essentially it was live fast, hardcore, rock and roll.
1: Yeah, before. Before. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Las Vegas living. Um ten hour a day retail cell phone store manager managed you know five other people. it was nonstop
1: and let's stop here first of all, everybody. he's just recently turned twenty five years old mm-hmm. so out of high school, he went right in to corporate, yeah, sales. And was very, very successful.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's how I honestly found, you know, call it what it was, but that's how I found the passion, found what I was naturally gifted at. And, uh, yeah, I did that for four years.
1: And we were all like, wow, Noah is so good at this.
0: Yeah. yeah, Off he goes, basically. Off he goes. I, I, and, you know, speaking of which, it was, you know, getting back into the journey part, it was literally like that. It was off he went. Like I was just riding a, a wave of just recognition. What I know is what I desperately need or yearn for as a projector is to be recognized. And there was a lot of it. Um,
1: in the In the corporate world for you.
0: Yeah, in the retail sales environment, it was just fast paced. And those who were not cut out got cut. And those who were it,
1: are it yeah so in a sense that was how you fed I mean not knowing it at the time but that's right. how you fed your need oh yeah to feel recognized a lot of
0: validation I got from my job it it became my identity and I'm I'm sure you ask a lot of old friends that I no longer have about how deep I really I really went into it yeah so you know right about the turnaround I mean Right before was when my energy was at its, I guess, lowest, or I felt the most dull. Uh, physical pain, walking into public spaces, going to buy a pair of pants from Express, like it had to be the same shop, the right size. I had to know where to go because I had. Yeah, to let's no stop energy. right here. Okay,
1: this is very big because what happened. Let me just kind of back up. What sure. happened was. He goes into corporate, makes a shitload of money, and then they move him to Vegas because he's so good. Meanwhile, the only thing really driving him is his need for recognition because it's not his energy. And, well, I know you were consuming a shitload of caffeine (laughs) at, at every moment of the day. Right. So you were basically writing other people's energy and yeah. supplementing it with and caffeine.
0: Not, yeah, not realizing that every day I was absorbing everyone else's. I had no idea. Yeah. So on top of that, I never knew that, so I never released the energy that I absorbed. And basically, I was stapled and nailed to my bed for 2 months after I had already quit my job.
1: Yeah, so what happened was you actually had a conversation with me now that I remember. Yes. Yeah. You actually had a conversation with me and you had realized that you were just burnt the fuck out. Done. You were burnt out and you were like, okay, mom I really don't know what I should be doing right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And your mom on the other side of, you know, in California,
2: Mm-hmm
1: is over there online screaming about human design and finally Noah came to me and was just asking me for some advice I remember that phone call and what did I tell you
0: well it's just interesting because like that was the only time I'd actually like openly and willingly like I wanted her information Mm. because before just to backtrack just a little bit yeah all throughout my year and a half of living in Vegas, we would have maybe a 15, 20, 30-minute phone call where, you know, she would ask me a question about sales and when she was getting her business started, and then she would tell me a little bit about me being a projector, right? All I knew was I was a projector, and then every once in a while, she'd say, Noah, you need to make sure you're sleeping more. And... uh
1: I would just throw that in. Yeah, right? and,
0: when, and when you're going as much as I was working out at 1030 at night, taking 200 milligrams of caffeine pre-workout, you don't really get much sleep um, at all, really. So, yeah, so I, you know, when I really hit just the wall, you know, that conversation was integral um, because she took away all of my excuses uh, for not wanting to quit and boiled it down to something very simple that I just couldn't be drained like that anymore.
1: And I think the reason you were receptive to that honey was because you deep inside knew
0: of what I know now, that's a definite yes, but at the time I definitely did not recognize my own knowings.
1: Yes, and I want to I want to go into that because mm. I know everyone listening all projectors and even if you're not a projector you know someone who is a projector. Mm-hmm. To know a projector is to, I mean, really give yourself the biggest gift by hearing what he is saying when he says, I didn't know it at the time, but there was a lot of truth in what I said to him. And that was when he like, couldn't deny it, the truth anymore to himself. There was no denying it anymore you know what, though? Kind of everything dried up for you. Like the money yeah. had dried up.
0: Mm-hmm. There was no
1: loving relationships out there. No. You were really experiencing your own version
0: of a rock bottom. Well, I was, I was wilting um, is a great way to put it because I'm pretty dope. I think I'm awesome and I have a lot of confidence and it can come across to others like I'm pretty cocky and um overconfident and what happened was is uh, it was a very slow burn mhm uh i was losing my my figure i wasn't seeing any more gains in the gym um i felt like an old man yeah and that was for a year and a half when it when i went to vegas is when it really started kicking in from the moment i got there drained instantaneously. Now that looking back, that's what it was. I was working on borrowed time, energy. The, everything. The, everything you can think of from minute one of landing in Vegas. Um,
1: so it literally felt different than home.
0: Noticeably. Now, before, no idea. Because I was still drained being here in California, not realizing that the amount of work and strain I was putting my body through was what was actually going, like, I just couldn't take it anymore. But I, tr- I tried to use the move as a um, potential opportunity to reinvigorate something, mm. as a new challenge, as a new opportunity, as new money, as all the... New
1: th- recognition. New
0: recognition, <laughs> yeah. No, really, like, really? They want Noah to move out, mm-hmm. you know? I was the only name in the hat at the time. Yeah. And so um yeah, of course you you how can you not want to take that in stride?
1: Well, what you were I mean, really what you were doing, honey, is you were you, you were getting fed recognition and at the time for you, that's what you felt was mm. what you needed. Yeah. And so that drive for recognition pulled you out of alignment. Yeah. Because you didn't start with, wait, what do I, how do I recognize myself first? I I mean, maybe we should go into that a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't
0: getting anything else. Mm -hmm. The only thing I was getting was a little bit of recognition here and there. A little little dropper Mm -hmm. into Noah's tank. It's the only fuel I had.
1: Yeah. And then it ran out.
0: It ran out. I was, like I said, I, I was stapled to my bed for two months straight. I did not get out of bed in my dark room watching TV mm-hmm. from morning to the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> there were nights where I did not sleep. Like 48-hour windows. And then I would fall asleep for a full 24 hours. That when that happened to me, that was like a oh shit moment, you know. Um and then my birthday came.
1: Yeah. Divine timing.
0: Very interesting. The day after my birthday, I, you know, it's March 5th. I'm now 25, and I come home because I want to come see the family for my birthday. And it was what happened was not expected, you know, the turnaround. Maybe we can talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. that from both of our perspectives. Like, you know, all of my previous family visits or interactions with my mom or you know, family in general, is it's it's always been very dysfunctional. And this is the first time where I came back. And there were times past where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, mom's different now, and the family's cool, and we're doing our thing. But, you know, my brother's moved back. You know, dad is very present. You know, mom and sister are really, really good relation A relationship I did not have growing up. And so it was very, very different environment, very welcoming, very loving, like so much love that I was uncomfortable.
1: Mm, Wow, honey. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, you know, the anxiety and the pit I had in my stomach was not because like I felt weird or I didn't want to be around my family. It was, I didn't know this is what this is supposed to feel like.
1: Right. Your nervous system had never felt, well, I mean, back, you know. Before shit got real, (laughs) like back there was a time your nervous system was like it's okay, Mm -hmm. and felt that love and that frequency of the the unconditional love. But coming back into it, especially after being so infiltrated, Mm -hmm. um, and then hitting your rock bottom, coming into our into the family unit again, right? Probably shook your nervous system in a way you're like I don't even know what this is
0: it was probably the only way I was going to be able to if you think about it Uh, what's coming to me right now is is I was in a energy vacuum Mm. and it was basically draining me dry you know vacuum sealed shut and then when I came back into this complete opposite environment where it's overflowing with positive energy love an affirmation, um, it was a shock to my body and that's probably, and I desperately needed it. And that's why I was able to receive all of it. Like the most dried out sponge you can think of.
1: Oh, I love that you use that analogy of a sponge because I talk about our energy centers. They could either be a sponge Mm -hmm. or they can be a screen door. Um, and the projector has a lot of open energy centers. So I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny, guys, because it's not, we have all, as a family, I know, and I will do the due diligence of a separate podcast for just explaining how our whole family has come back together and my husband and I are partners in life again. I will do a separate podcast for that. I want to also say that. My kids and my husband, like we have not sat down around the fire and I've told them everything about their design so they know how to live in alignment. That's not how it has gone so far. Like literally I have watched you mm-hmm. just step into it because yeah. you've been willing right. to do it differently because the way it was going <laughs> in yeah. your life wasn't working. It's not it. Yeah. And I think what happened, honey, is you just, it felt comfortable to come home and start thinking, okay, I need to do life differently. And you finally felt like you had the safety net to go ahead and start doing it differently.
0: Well, you know, and I know there's a couple questions later that are going to get more specific, but it just felt good. That's Mm -hmm. it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: If you really want to keep, like, I know nothing about human design. When I came home at this point, I knew I was a projector. I knew I needed to sleep and I need to trust my knowings and I know everything. Those are, that's it, <laughs> I, you know, I, and it's kind of like a joke, you know, like, oh, what's this funny thing mom's doing? Okay, cool, 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 whatever. But that's all I knew coming into it. But then the feeling is what's so much more important. You could know everything, but if I knew, I didn't know how to feel
1: which we can get into if you'd like. Oh, that's but- so good. So what he's saying, because so I know, I know what I know, right, about human design. And then I know that I know my son as my son. I'm a mother. But what he's saying is like, because he's so open, the energy centers that he carries are very open. He, at a very young age, had to protect him, himself, from feeling everything outside of him. Mm-hmm. So he just stopped feeling. It was That's what his defense mechanism was. Mm-hmm. It was too painful for him, to, for you, yeah. to feel everything. Yeah. So you just decided, uh, done, I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah. that Learning that was very pivotal, big time. Because there were times where I sat and looked at myself in the mirror saying, I'm like, am I sociopathic?
2: Mm. I
0: don't feel anything for anyone. I that doesn't mean that I hate everyone. It's just that, you know, I lost all empathy for other people's stories or other people's feelings. Um, I lost empathy for my own friends when my friends wanted to share an accomplishment with me or something because I all my friends were from work, so I could we could all relate to each other, you know, and share our accomplishments because we were the only ones listening to us. Yeah, and I stopped caring, Mm. and I noticed I'm like you know. I know what kind of friend I am, you know, and the way I like to facilitate my relationships. And it just wasn't going that way anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because you knew, we've all known, but you knew specifically, like, there were times in elementary school and even in high school where there was this Noah, right? Mm -hmm. The Noah before the rock bottom before yeah. the energy got to you. Well,
0: I tried to explain to you the other day and we had this conversation that there was moments where I can look back now and go, "Oh, that's where I broke that off. Oh, that's where that stopped blowing." And I was very very I'm a, like I am a very considerate human being. Mhm. I you know, am ha- developing a new relationship with being mm, lack of better terminology, but confrontational just In positive and negative connotation Mm -hmm. um, of just confronting other people and their energies. Mm. And I remember when that is a very slight thing for me. Um, I have the stamina to do it with the energy. But I was breaking it off as, I guess, maybe traumas starting to build mm-hmm. and i allowed further and further actually you can it's a long roadmap but it was a very slow burn it wasn't like a a snap of the finger of falling out of alignment
1: you know what it, you know what's coming to me as you're talking is
2: how do i want to say this What's coming to me,
1: Noah, is you knew, you knew, you, there was Noah knowing it all. Yeah. And that was how you, that is, that is you, that is you. There's the Noah that knows it all as the projector. Mm -hmm. And then not knowing why suddenly you don't have energy. What I want to say about that is you, you said something about having the energy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and then not
2: yeah because
1: you do have your own energy and that's what i want to say for every projector it's you don't not have energy mm-hmm. you have your own energy and you're not using it in the right way and that is what makes you think well i'm not i'm not i must not have it right. so you think you have to go tap into everyone else to even get it right. and that's the absolute worst thing a projector could be doing is tapping in (laughs) and taking it on as your own your open energy you were using it as a sponge but the way to use the open energy is to use it as like sampling and letting it go like like filtering it like a screen door
0: i'm very much learning how to you know separate what is and is not mine and then hold on to it or not hold on to it that's what i'm learning now um but just something that a lot of people might be able to relate to is I could not go out in public without someone.
2: Mm. It had
0: to be my roommate, um, you know, another friend to go run errands with me, you know. I like would, a buffer? Well. To or, give, like,
1: or like they gave you energy to go do it.
0: Well, that's what it is now looking back. But mm. at the time, it's like I just didn't want to. I guess I knew it at the time. Like, I just, I knew that if I went by myself, like, it was going to hurt.
1: Dang, honey.
0: Yeah, like, That thi- just physical. breaks my
1: heart. I mean, what, what a gift human design is for parents with children as a projector and a reflector and a man, all the energies. Mm-hmm. But just if I would have known what I know now, yeah. I mean, I would have. Y'all know me as the ferocious mother bear. I am definitely <laughs> that mother and I always have been that mother, but had I known that you were a projector, I would have yeah. defended your energy oh, way yeah. more. You
0: know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. I'm just I'm just glad we're here at twenty five learning it. <laughs> oh yeah. I've got I've got, you know, eighty percent of my life left.
1: I know. I'm so, so grateful.
0: Oh, yeah. Me me too.
1: I'm just so grateful. Yeah. So one of the big issues that I've seen now that we're all back together in one, one house is that you, and you have, all, we've, we've given you the nickname know-it-all. Like we gave him that nickname when he was five and we didn't know human design or anything, but we gave him the nickname of know-it-all because he would literally walk around the house and say things so certain mm-hmm. it was as if he knew it all. And that's one thing I see now is like, you really do know it all mm-hmm. about pretty much everything, mm-hmm. but specifically with my business, <laughs> and yes. specifically with marketing and sales, right. And I can see why you get frustrated that the rest of us don't know it.
0: Yeah, you know, and yeah,
1: we're not listening, we're not asking you,
0: right. Yeah, I mean, Noah, know it all. That was my nickname from as long as I can remember. And uh it was always so funny. I always used to go in my head, like, not around anyone, I'd be like, but I've never claimed to know it all. I just do. Like, like you know, like if we were setting up something on the TV or a new, we got a new Christmas present, or like, I just know how to set shit up or, or put stuff together or instruct, or do instructions. I never had to read an instruction booklet. Wow. And and so I'm just you know it, it just it just was it is true, you know? Um but yeah, you said you said something while we were on our vacation a little bit ago. Um you said it must no wonder like it's got it's got to be frustrating. You you just have all the answers and no one cares. And no one's no one's no one even knows you know the answers. You know, no one turns to you. And yeah, you're just sitting there going, everything else could be so much more efficient if only someone would just freaking ask me.
1: Yeah, ask you, how can I make this more efficient? I mean, literally. like The reason we were able to create a relationship um, in the past few years, Noah, is because I know now how to ask Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And I think that felt very, oh, she's actually... She's asking me and she's taking what I'm saying and doing it.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the most important figure in my life, my mother, the one who I was separate from the most, someone who I didn't even think I would have a real relationship with for the rest of my life. You know, know, people know our story. And for those who know, it's like, what? What realm? What world are we living in now? We're two different people. Yeah. So.
1: Okay, so a little backstory. We don't need to go too deep here was just there was a very hairy divorce and there was a lot of ego involved in the circumstance of the divorce. And Noah and I just stopped being the love of each other's life, really, at at one yeah. point.
0: I mean, being the firstborn of my younger brother and younger sister being a, a leader, um, I had to confront and filter so much at at a time all at once. Um yeah, I mean that I grew a lot of resentment.
1: Right. Yeah. That's the perfect word, resentment. And that just that resentment frequency stood in the middle of us. Big wall connecting. Yeah, and what happened was it left in March. Like completely gone in March. Over a weekend. Over a weekend.
0: Um, it, looking back, it was getting chipped away at enough so that I could peer through, mm. you know, where we'd go on like a little uh, Christmas dinner, you know, and I notice you would handle it very differently. I, we would be in old settings with a new Danielle. Mm. So yeah. I'd be like, oh, well, the old mom would have done it this way and the whole night would have gone to shit. But the way it's working now is it didn't do that. Yeah. So it caught my attention over the last maybe two, three years.
1: Right. And and I want to point that out for everybody listening. You didn't hear me say, Noah, you need to know your human design mm-hmm. so you can behave different so that we can get along better. All I did was pay attention to mine.
0: Yes. And then start. She didn't even tell me anything about my... This is probably the first time we've sat down and have an in-depth human design conversation. Yes, it's the
1: very first time.
0: Um, so she paid attention to herself and her human design and then just treated me with mine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I didn't know what the hell she was doing.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I just want to touch on a few things before we go into the questions that um, everyone asked us. One of the questions I want to ask you, because, and I ask you these questions to kind of give the other projectors, and me- and maybe even if you have a team member who's a projector, a family member who's a projector, I want you to just kind of think about what is happening for the projector, okay? So one of the things in being a projector in human design is there's an, a strategy and an authority.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and. The strategy for you is to be invited in to share all your juicy wisdom and guidance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what, what happens when you are invited in is you are recognized. You are recognized for the genius that you are. And I know you've gotten a taste of that mm-hmm. now in alignment. Right. What recognition feels like for you. So I'd like to hear a little, like, what from it feels you. like. Yeah, from an aligned perspective, because yeah. you you told us about the recognition you got that drained your battery.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like <laughs> you drink one cup of coffee in the morning, and that's the energy you get misaligned, and then imagine drinking five monsters. That's the difference, but in the best way possible.
1: An mm. energy
0: spike that lasts the entire day. Wow, honey. That's what it feels like. But you don't, it's not jittery. It's the, it, I don't drink caffeine anymore.
1: That's big because he was drinking. I mean, you were drinking, tell them what you were drinking.
0: So <laughs> my favorite drink was a rain energy drink. It had 300 milligrams of caffeine. And then in the afternoon on my lunch break, I'd go get a venti cold brew, no sweetener from Starbucks. So that's probably like, I don't know, another 200.
1: Yeah. And then you'd go to the gym at night and take another pre-workout or whatever.
0: Whatever we had in the, you know, it got as high as 100, 200 milligrams of caffeine to just work out for an hour and a half. And that was at 10 o'clock at night.
1: And now, and literally this, I mean, It's what, April, I mean, at the time of this recording, it's like April 21st. Yeah. And you literally, I've watched you Mm -hmm. just release caffeine. I don't drink it. And you are getting through your day. No problem. Yeah. So what does that feel like, that recognition that you're getting right now? Because you've said to me, you've said, Mom, it feels... So good. Yeah. Because you are all finally listening to me.
0: You know, feeling good is such an understatement. It just feels right. Mm. Everything is right. Like, you wake up and, like, if you need a couple things done to help you with something, like you used to call me and ask me for help on your business and I would be totally happy to give you my help. But then you maybe like would ask me for a favor, like where I would have to physically do something and I would just hate it.
1: Right. Like, so if I would say, I need you to <laughs> help me with my tech, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a big one. It's always the thing. Yeah. The, the spewing the knowledge to me was, Easy. was wow. Amazing. Yeah. I finally get asked, but then. Physically doing something
0: right. was painful.
1: Painful. I really
0: want to get that across. When I say painful, I mean it. Physical pain in my face, in my bones, joints, hard to breathe, like physical pain.
1: Pain to even think about what am I going to go wear? Like that's what he was saying. He would go to Express and it would have to be the same shirt. Yes. Same color.
0: Same size. Same pants.
1: Because he didn't even want to think about.
0: Picking out an outfit. Yeah. Yeah. It was intense. Mm -hmm. You feel. Yeah. Imagine that release. That's what it feels like now at being acknowledged and getting the right aligned energy circulating through me now is. If you look at my wardrobe now, I have purple flannels. (laughs) I have floral shirts. None of my, I have the 15, 20 t-shirts I had in my drawer. They're all gone. I have like three now that I rotate through. I don't even, if I'm even wearing a shirt now. Yeah. You know, I'm being, I'm in the sun. I want to be in the sun. I'm, I'm redheaded just like my mom. I'm a pale dude. I'm not anymore. Yeah. That's what it feels like.
1: Wow. Oh, it, it, so it's like life. It feels like life for you,
0: Noah. It is life. It feels like you're actually living.
1: Mm. Yeah. That's
0: what it feels like. Yeah. If you're a projector and you feel dead and you're just a, a shell walking around, as soon as you step into it, 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 it floods your system. Mm. That's yeah. how you know.
1: Yeah. And you are, I mean, I've just watched you, your choices. Around your lifestyle have completely changed. Prastic. There's no more social media. No. There's no more caffeine. No. There's, you know, you're getting out and doing things with your brother every day. Like you're literally using. So it's not like he doesn't have energy. It's because he's being recognized for the value he is, he's able to tap into the energy he already has and use it all day long.
0: Uh, yeah. It really, I mean, I, Things that would feel that would seem difficult. Like, man, I've tried to wean myself off of caffeine before. Not gonna happen. like like a smoker trying to quit. It wasn't gonna work. Yeah. Um, I only eat meat now. I zero carbs. No yeah. no no vegetables. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah, your your lifestyle choices, yeah. you're now making them with a very strict adherence to honoring yourself first very much so and you know that's another thing and we can we can talk about it now because what i notice with projectors my projector clients is they want everyone else to notice their genius and ask them and send them all the invitations but the thing that they don't do is recognize themselves first on the nose so let's talk i mean in what ways Have you overlooked recognizing your own gifts that you can now see that you overlooked them?
0: Yeah, I overlooked everything. Um, I was trying to find it outside of myself for so long. Don't feel bad if you can't find it within yourself right now because you're not capable of it. But once you start taking the steps and just not really recognizing it, but just honoring to take care of yourself. And slowing down. Then you start to develop this recognition of yourself, like, oh yeah, I am a sick dude. Like, I'm awesome. I do know a lot of stuff. And then you actually go, instead of seeking everyone else out to give bestow it upon them, you go, you start going, those who want to ask me are the worthy ones. Mm. You change your tone.
1: I love this.
0: Yes. You start you start developing the mindset of not supremacy just recognizing yourself for the knowledge and power that you have that those who seek you out deserve your knowledge those who don't want to give you the time of day don't deserve it because if they think if they think they know it all we know as projectors they don't
1: <laughs> i love it it's so true and i do i tell my projectors all the time like Just sit in the, like, and bask yourself in the glory of, I know it all. And that's powerful. Like, the the aura of a projector is very powerful and penetrating.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And until you, like, recognize your own gifts, I call them superpowers, and treat yourself as if you are that i carry this huge superpower right no one else will invite you Mm -mm. to share your superpower with them
0: yeah and it's that's no longer a drain that i have throughout on my energy like worrying about who am i going to talk to next who's going to want to listen to me that was one of the things first things i asked you right Mm -hmm. before we went on our vacation yep it was like so how do i meet people like how do i like if i'm at a party like
1: yeah, he's like, well, you know, Mom, I'm just curious, and I like to meet people. And he's a three five, uh, So how am I going to, like, meet yeah. people and start convers? Like, how am I going to basically, what he was asking me, was how am I going to get the invitation?
0: Yeah, basically.
1: And I just looked right at him, and I said, what did I say? I can't remember the exact words.
0: Yeah, I'll paraphrase, but it was something along the lines of, like, well, that's not the point. You're going to have more opportunities than you are even thinking of now. It's just once you step into that projector alignment, I'm using that word now, but that's what you said basically. You're going to shift the energy around you to where people will just gravitate. You're going to become the magnet. People, you want to seek out other people, people will seek out you.
1: Right. You were like, but I'm just curious. I want to go basically seek out other people because I'm basically what he was, he's worried about nobody's going to, nobody's going to come. Nobody's going (laughs) to come. And that's what you all are worried about with your businesses. You're all worried about nobody coming. Instead of knowing in you the truth, they will all find you just because you know shit they don't know. Right. So when I, one of the questions I wanted to make sure that I covered with you was around conditioning because Mm -hmm. I see you as an aligned projector now, but I also know that you were deeply conditioned by your mother and manifesting generator and your father a generator. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I, I see you working with your conditioning and understanding it in a different way. And I'd like for you to kind of speak on that a little bit, like, you know, what, what are you noticing your conditioning showing up as, and what is helping you work with the conditioning to release it more and more?
0: Yeah, the biggest, biggest thing with that is having the awareness around it. As soon as it was brought to my attention that, and, and you being very, very patient with me on that, is I need to be patient with myself because I'm a patient guy. I have the longest fuse out of anyone I've ever met in my life, and to realize that that's not even long enough to put up with how fast I want to move, it's just eye-opening. So having the awareness to realize, no, like, yes, you are gifted with this patience, but you need to be even more patient with yourself. Right. So having the awareness, you know, waking up in the morning, and I wake up in the morning not as much anymore, but I used to. with a little bit of anxiety, I, I don't really get attacks or anything like that, but I got to move. I got to do something.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: got to, what am I supposed, I shouldn't be in bed on my phone. I want to sit down and watch my show, but I no. What, what needs to be done, but I've already done a full day's work.
1: Yeah. You know, like. It's an underlying frequency of, I mm-hmm. need to be doing something. Yes. So what it's, what it's really teaching you right now is to start thinking, oh, I Need to intentionally think. Yeah. Slow down.
0: Yeah, and the way I've started to get around that now, especially since I'm dealing with your business mainly now, and that's my job, is if there's something that I need to help you take care of, um, I can't just have it happen when it happens. I have to put it on a calendar, and I, I guess. In a roundabout way, I am mentally and and energetically preparing for that task. Right. And now what I'm learning is I can only do two or three of those tasks a day. Right. And not much else. Right. So that is how I've stepped into it.
1: Right. And it's really supporting you to have an environment where that is supported.
0: Yes. Yes, it is.
1: Because I feel most projectors that I know, I mean, they're not... Putting themselves in an environment where the slowing down Mm -hmm. is supported
0: yeah when I first got into the back in the family and and I was like recognized for how awesome I am and all this knowledge immediately (laughs) I went to work I yeah and then I start I messed up a couple things and then it was like oh okay hold on stop slow back down it's very that's the conditioning if you want to talk about conditioning right is as soon as we're like oh heck yeah I just did something right, and everyone loves me for it. Let me do that again. But then you get ahead of yourself too quickly.
1: Right, right. Because as soon as you gain momentum and rec- as soon as you get a little taste of the recognition, you want to go – you think to keep getting yeah. more, you have to do more.
0: Oh, projectors are recognition vampires.
1: <laughs> That's all we want.
0: We just want the recognition. <laughs>
1: That is a good way of putting it. Okay. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like everyone's going to have questions forever around the projector, period. Um, But I want to get into some of the questions that our fractal line posted in the Facebook group. So the first one, and I know, you know, we've kind of gone over them a little bit, but I'm going to read them word for word. This is from Nicole. She wants to know, how do you build a coaching practice as a projector, right? So, And she says, without initiating the invitation Mm -hmm. in messaging or in calls to action. I mean, sounds to me like she's saying she wants to know how to do it without...
0: Being a salesperson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you just take that aspect out. That's it. I can go into more depth. Essentially, you just take that part of everything else is right except being the cold caller, the cold emailer, the outbound guy. Just take that one aspect out because it's only one tool and projectors don't want to use that one. So for specifically, we're going to, for the question, to build like a consulting, like... What, As
1: a coach, yeah. consultant, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What you have... First of all, understand that what you have to say is important. Now own that. You are not bullshitting anyone except yourself if you don't own that. Okay? And because what you have to say is so important and heavy and piercing and penetrating and whatever adjective you want to give it, just start saying it. Podcast, video, Instagram, lives. Every form of media you can think of, sign up and start posting. And then what will end up happening is because it's so powerful and you can be specific, you know, to your niche and speak to one person and you'd be surprised how many people you actually talk to. Mm. And then just leave your inbox open. Right. Make it easy for them to click a link to sign up for a 30 minute phone call. Right, And then they came to you and you know what to do when they're on the phone to get them whatever they need.
1: Yeah, and if you don't know what to do, then you need to be working with me. (laughs) So what I love about that, though, and I tell my projector clients is like every one of your followers on Instagram, every one of your person who signed up on your email list, Mm -hmm. everyone who decided to just catch your live that day, they are inviting you to share your everything with them yeah yeah so how do you build it you just start by owning the power that is you by owning and confidently speaking out everything it is that you know you can serve the world with
0: yeah real quick before we move on from that Projectors have to do it the opposite way of everyone. Everyone can get the people, then the product. Projectors have to produce the product, then get the people.
1: Mm. Our
0: products are so good that the people will come. We're not worried about the people.
1: Ah, yes. So, yeah, we could go into a whole wormhole there.
0: That's a completely separate podcast. Yes, on that its was
1: own. so good. I have a feeling we're going to have to do like ask the projector. <laughs>
0: Like a question like and answer a, show. Like a question
1: <laughs> and answer show with the projector, uh, because really everything that you say about business is—it's like you're tapping into infinite intelligence and truth, and it's so valuable. Well,
0: that's what it feels like now—the wealth of knowledge that I'm uh, being allowed and allowing myself to tap into. It's not overwhelming. That's not even the word I want to use. It's just. The way it should be.
1: Yeah. As simple as that. It, it's the way it should be. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Ashley wants to know how to improve consistent intuition and knowing using the splenic center. And she says, I am undefined here. Mm-hmm. And what that means is she doesn't have the spleen center. Right, right. You have the spleen. So she's looking to ask you how she improves her intuition and yeah, knowing.
0: Yeah. from. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, your uh, explanations help a lot. Well, the way my spleen, what I'm realizing, works for me is it's instantaneous. Mm. Whether it's putting my hand into my backpack to grab something or making a decision, a business decision. Like, do we use Chase Bank or Navy Federal? I know what bank it is. You know what bank it is. You know your decisions. Do you have the right CPA? I, you can tell from the sound of their voice, the, the, their name, it will relate to something, whether it's positive or negative connotation throughout your life. and it's so hard to explain because we don't go, well, I heard that guy's name, and I heard it was a bad guy I met 10 years. Like we don't do that process. It's just done. So when you get that little nudge, the little whisper of first intuition that's trusting your spleen.
1: Yeah. And I mean it's it's just about practicing. It's about practicing connecting with that energy and trusting it when it shows up. Yeah. Yeah, and not and and then it's kind of like okay, well, like you were saying earlier, it's like okay, did I make that decision and then did I bypass it
0: with my mind? Yeah, it's easy to get confused of like, well, well, I tried to trust trust my gut and then I I, I burnt my hand. It's like <laughs> it's it's easy to kind of go there, but you need to reflect because the thing is, is projectors know the stuff. And if you use your spleen and your gut intuition, you're right. But you have to hundred percent trust it. Right. Because if you half ass that and you're half pregnant on your decision, <laughs> there's no such thing. You can't yeah. do that.
1: It's what I tell everybody, like if you If you make a decision and then you like change your mind really quick, you're sending chaotic frequency out to the universe and the universe is like trying to match your frequency, but you sent out chaotic frequency. Right. So your life results are chaotic.
0: If I'm going to put it in like numerical terms, that intuition is you instinctually getting 1% of certainty. You need to do things that give it the rest of the 99
1: like through actions through
0: actions don't question it and try to mull it over if you mull it over for longer than a few moments as a projector you're wasting your time and energy
1: right and the mind comes in
0: exactly exactly
1: yeah yeah okay so then we have maureen and she says um that she often feels misunderstood as a projector and she would like to hear what You think she needs to hear. And she says, I will trust that it is just what I need. I am formally inviting him to enlighten me.
0: Okay. There's no real question there, which tells me that she's crying out for help. Mm. And that makes sense because in my pit of despair, I couldn't even form my own questions for myself, and I couldn't even form my own theories on life, politics, what I was watching. I looked outside of me for others' information and just decided, do I like it? Yes or no? That's all I had energy for. Mm. Do I like the way that person thinks about that thing?
1: So that's interesting because you're very intuitive, honey, and you said she's crying out for help because it, I mean, does, is it, do you think it's because she's looking to be understood?
0: She, she has a lot of information to dispel amongst people. A lot of it. No one's listening, but she's not working in a way that allows people to listen the way they actually need to. Mm. I think she has a preconceived notion as how people should listen to her, and she's wrong.
1: Mm, Yeah, that makes sense. Right. I mean, one of the things that stood out to me was she feels misunderstood as a projector. And the first thing I thought was, well, do you understand yourself as a projector? Because if you understand yourself, mm-hmm. there's no room for anyone external of you, first of all, to matter. Right. Second of all, to misunderstand anything.
0: Yeah. I would be very interested to see how much like content and, and information she's actually putting out there that is of value to everyone. I mm. would probably guess it's not as much as it should be.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. If I was just going to take a guess on how she's running her business right now, mm-hmm. she probably isn't doing anything
1: anything of value like putting out value nothing
0: she's not doing anything
1: doing anything
0: she's probably sticking to two or three tasks that have given her recognition in the past and just doing that ah those will dry up and she's she knows it's about to dry up that's why she needs help Mm. she can feel it coming whether she's conscious of it or not
1: wow i would be super curious marine if that tapped into you at all um
0: and now listen real quick if she's even, if that question was real and she wanted to know the answer, it did. But if she asked it just to ask it because she wants to be projector know-it-all, she is very offended right now.
1: Oh, so there's the there's the difference then.
0: So, Maureen, if you are offended by what I said just now, reflect on that for a second.
1: That is so interesting. Yeah. You know, i read somewhere, I can't remember who said it, but it was... The amount of money you make is like directly related to the amount of truth
2: mm-hmm. you
1: can see and accept about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's the kick in the ass, isn't it? Yeah. All right.
0: That was a good question, actually. I really like that a lot. Thank yeah. you for submitting that, Maureen.
1: Yeah. And if you need further clarification, reach out. Okay. So we have Robin. She wants to know, what do your days actually look like with regards to balancing work and rest? Mm. I'm still trying to decondition from the need to constantly be productive, especially in the early stage of business.
0: Well, first of all, you said work and rest. You put work before rest. Mm. Rest needs to come first and then worry about work. I need 10 hours of sleep. That is more than anyone I know of. I used to get three hours a night. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, yeah, so rest. And here's what I was going to suggest, too, is if you really want to figure out what's important with your business, you need to take like three days off zero work. And the only work you do is you have a pen and a piece of paper with you at all times. Mm -hmm. And when something about your business or a task that you need to complete comes up, you will not do it. You will acknowledge that it is a task, and then you will write it down. You will be surprised by the end of the three days how much shit you don't actually care about to do. Or
1: need to do. Or need even to work. Wow.
0: Yeah. And also, too, if you, and let's just say you write down 20 things a day. Fair, fair. But you're a projector. You can't do them all in one day. So two or three things a day until they're all done.
1: You know, one of the things I know, um, because Robin is a private client, one of the things I I do know she struggles with is the content creation. And I know a lot in the beginning of business, it is a lot of content to create.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what she needs to be doing, is putting out content. So if she doesn't have the energy to do what she needs to be doing, then maybe audit, the other work she's doing and cut that that way she opens up space for the content yeah because i was doing a lot of stuff being i was being very quote unquote productive in my retail days but i never did what i should have you know the things that would produce actual results because it requires a lot of energy it requires a lot of energy to Think of something profound to say and say it, whether it comes natural to you or not. So she knows that that's what she needs to be doing. She doesn't have the energy to do it because she's doing 15 other things somewhere else. Mm. Outsource it or find a way to outsource it. Yeah. Or spread it out.
1: Yeah. And I think it's like be honest with yourself where you are spilling your energy. Mm -hmm. Like only you know. What is draining? And I call it your liquid gold. Like, Where are you draining yourself in other areas of your life? And when I say draining, like you have to think about it this way. Anything you look at, anything you give your ears to, anything you put your body, like an environment you put your body in, all of that is taking from you. So where are you not being honest with yourself about how you're using your energy um to begin with right because it becomes a boundary thing Mm -hmm. i think yeah like there's a lot of times in this family where everyone else is doing dishes or doing things yeah and you're just not
0: i'm not doing anything and i feel like well maybe i should go help with the dishes maybe i should ask my mom if i should be doing something right now like Sitting at the dinner table, letting other people take your plate and clean it for you.
2: Mm. It's hard.
1: Yeah. Can you speak on that a little bit? Um, We talked a little bit as you guys were setting up all of this. Yeah. About how hard it is to slow down and and rest and not do.
0: You think you're going to slow down and then you do what you think is slowing down and then you realize it's not slow enough. That's why a lot of projectors need to stop completely and then see what comes up that's actually important and deserves the attention. Because we have so much going on around us that we lose sight. It all blurs together. Everything is of equal importance, which is a great mindset to have. It's awesome that you can think that way because it is all important. However, no, it's not.
1: Right. Yeah. And I mean, I know for like my listeners, it's about how do we get money into our businesses Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the most efficient way possible Mm. using the energy that we have. Right. And so I know that a lot of my clients struggle with, well, I've got to do something in order to create the money. Yeah. And, and what, And what I I think I hear you saying is yeah, yes, the thing you need to do is create the valuable content that creates value for someone else so that they feel compelled to figure out how to pay you, like how to work with you.
0: Yeah, basically that's how powerful our words are as projectors. You can pass that certainty that Desire to buy, that compassion, passion, you can pass that on to people. Yeah. They feel it more viscerally than you think. Right. That's, that's where I saw a lot of success in my retail world, is as a 24-year-old kid, 23, 22, I, was a, I made six figures as a young kid not realizing that what I was doing is (laughs) selling cell phones, but I was passing the passion and the knowledge and the information, the experience that I was able to create with just walking into a phone store. People hate doing it, and I was able to make it this event for people. That's how powerful that information that weaken and you can dispel is.
1: Yeah, I want to touch on that a minute. The the power of the projector aura. Yeah. You know, and and I know this is we're a little over an hour here. Mm-hmm. And I know we're gonna have you back on to talk about this because sure. what I see my clients struggle with is not owning this power. And even you, honey, like when we yeah. first you came back in and we were the first thing i said was you are a powerful being yeah and yeah. you're not owning it yourself first right you're not owning it and that is you owning your own value is valuable yeah to the rest of us because we all the generators and mg's we have all the energy to do the shit yeah but if we don't know what to do yeah. and how to do it. We're just people busy doing a lot of nothing, busy doing nothing that will get us nowhere. Right. So I guess maybe the question is how do you own your power and recognize it for yourself?
0: I do have to say that I uh, am very lucky that I w- came into an environment that allowed me to do this. It might be harder for others that don't have such a welcoming environment and projectors are sensitive to others, but you need to command it. As soon as, you know, my mom's walking around the house going, you know, Noah, like, own your energy, own your energy, you know, like, you say that, Mm -hmm. but it's one thing for us to hear it and then, but then one to internalize it and then actually know what that means. And for projector. We, Since we are so powerful, we just need to command it.
1: And how do you do that? How have you done it so far?
0: So far, like if I notice you maybe running around in a circle, I will ignore you until you're done and you complete whatever task it was that you were trying to accomplish. And what I've done is I've said, do you want to know something about what you just did? I'll ask a question instead of saying, well, you could have done it better by doing.
1: Right. Okay. So
0: as a projector, what you can do is you can sit and it's painful. (laughs) But you sit and you watch and you cringe as long (laughs) as it takes for someone to just do something so ridiculously in front of you. And then you ask them after they're done. And you say, would you like to have known something about what you just did? Not better." not more efficient, you don't tell them that you're going to tell them a better way to do something. You say, can I tell you something about what you were just doing?
1: Yeah. I, I, I you doing that and yes. I think it's everything.
0: Yeah. Because then if they go, no, I don't want to hear it. Then you go, fine. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. And I mean, I'm sure you do it because I'm your mother. I'm sure you wouldn't do that for somebody off the street you wouldn't say do you want to know how to do that better to somebody off the street right but you're you know you're coming in owning so owning the power is i already know how you could have done it better yes but i'm going to come in with hey do you want to know how that could have been easier for you or more efficient for you and then you wait for me to be like yes or no
0: right yeah yeah you and and our dialogue has opened to where i can just be like Mom, I have feedback for you. And you go, oh, okay. And then I tell you. But yes, for those who are just trying to live in alignment and those around them are just don't know what the heck's going on. Um, yeah, a, a very broad question will separate those who deserve your energy and those who do not.
1: Right. And it, it kind of um, it softens the penetrating feeling of the projector aura, I have to tell you.
0: Yeah, It takes away the feeling of being rejected. For you. For a projector. Because if we have knowledge to bestow and someone is on their phone not listening to us or they turn their head and they're not listening, I mean, shit, we'll just shut up mid-sentence.
1: Right. And then that leaves you feeling low-frequency things like, ah, you know, you don't listen. Right, right. Right. So you feel all the low-frequency things. But all of that could have been avoided if you just actually – if you just waited for me to be like, Noah, right. is there an easier way for me to do that?
0: Yes. There's a second side to that coin, though, is that you move so fast, you don't stop to think if you can do it better. Yeah. So that's why as a projector, you need to command that people recognize you. Not by saying, hey, pick me, pick me. It's you see people and things that are operating around you and you ask them the question.
1: Yeah, I mean, to translate that into like what one of um, Nicole asked about building a coaching business without basically, I feel like she's asking, like, without getting in people's faces, telling them you absolutely need this. Yeah. Is you are just so penetrating with the value you bring. Right. And you covet it as valuable. You know, they're coming. Right. All of them who are meant to come. And I always say, the universe will bring you. All of them. If you are solid on what it is that you're bringing to the world. But there was something you said about commanding.
0: Well, if we're going to circle back to Nicole's question. I mean, if you want to have like, you got to have calls to action. But your call to action needs to be like, if you're in a boxing match. You're not going to throw right hooks all day long. I actually got this from my favorite projector, Gary Vaynerchuk.
1: Yeah, he's a projector. Mr. Hustle, grind, grind, do it. Grind,
0: hustle, do it. He's not hustling as hard as you think he is. Right. But what he says is very valuable. It's jab, 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 right hook. So you got to jab. You got to set it up you got to deliver, over-deliver, 300% value. And then when you ask, people are waiting for you to ask for them to spend money on you. And then, boom, floodgates open. So whereas, like, you see a Coca-Cola ad every day, you don't want Coca-Cola every day. But all of a sudden, you drive through LA and see a Lamborghini billboard. They don't advertise, but today they did. Man, I want a Lamborghini.
1: Mm, Yeah. So like, Coke is everywhere. It doesn't really get that much attention. Well, let me
0: make that better. Let's just keep it cars. You see a Toyota, Honda, Ford, Chevrolet commercial every single day of your life. They're the same car. Right? But Lamborghini, McLaren, Ferrari, they do not advertise. But you see one on the street
1: and you go, damn, I need that. Uh, Ah, You know, it's that
0: pull. It's that, man, it's got so much value and it doesn't even need to boast about it.
1: That's the difference. Because I feel like what people think sales is or a call to action um, is like, boasting in some way or mm-hmm. getting in like it's almost like getting in bothering people like mm-hmm. i hear that a lot i don't want to bother people right and the reason you say that is because you haven't you haven't really owned the value of what it is you're bothering people with
0: right exactly otherwise
1: it wouldn't feel that way well thank you honey for coming on the podcast and setting up my Studio, we have Jaden over here, makeshift desk over here, trying to mine the sound. And um, so, I hope you all enjoyed this projector knowledge that he spilled for everybody. And if you want more of Noah, will you let me know? Will you send me a DM? You can find me at the Wealth Code Coach, you can find all my links in the show notes here, and we are still accepting applications for private coaching. This is a six-month container where I make sure you get everything you need, doesn't matter your energy type, to get the result you're looking to create. And you can find out everything you need to know in the show notes as well. We have removed the $1,000 deposit to get on this call with me. And the reason we did that is because now I have Noah in helping me with marketing and he's going to help me in my sales. So you might get me on the call, you might get Noah, just depends on who's available that day. But this is how I'm moving forward in my business. That application call will change the trajectory of your money. And I say that with such confidence because I have been on the phone with some of you and blown your minds. Like it blows my mind at some of the stuff that comes out of me. It's this 3420 channel is truth in the moment and it means all moments. So when you're on the call with me, deciding if working together over six months is the next best thing for you and your business, you will get exactly what you need from that call, even if it's not moving forward and working together. So I encourage you to not put your dream of creating money, real money from this purpose you feel called to put out into the world. I encourage you to not wait one more day on it at all. Find your team, find your support, make the moves that scare you, go all in, stop procrastinating, commit. And if I am somebody you resonate with, I look forward to hearing more and more about you on the application call. Okay, everybody. Until next week, cheers to staying wealthy through alignment. Thank you for listening. If you would like an opportunity to be hot seat coached by me, head over to the show notes and send us your information. And if you're ready to do business differently and stop your hustle, so you can actually start your impact in only the way that you can, check out what ways I can help you personally navigate your human design experiment in your business down in the show notes. I help women find what people will pay them for and become unapologetic about doing it now. Because when high-achieving women become aligned in business and start calling in money, we impact the world in massive ways.